Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us here on the Recruitment Roundup podcast, which is brought to you by BMS Performance. For those of you that are joining us for the first time, BMS Performance is a specialist sales and marketing recruitment consultancy. For the last 30 years, we've been helping businesses across the UK recruit for vacancies at every level. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Recruitment Roundup podcast brought to you by BMS Performance. I'm your host, Mike Leather. And I'm the co-host, Sam Musiadira. How's it going, Sam? All hey, good? all good, Mike. Yeah, good, good. How are you? All right. All good. All good. Um really excited for this episode today i think we've we've been talking about this internally haven't we but um january's been frantic as we've mentioned on the last few podcasts um and we know firsthand how challenging it can be as sales profession sales professionals to make sure that you are constantly focusing your time on tasks that are essentially going to push the boat forward going to drive the needle forward, as, as we like to say. So we wanted to put a podcast together today um, with some tips and advice on how, as sales professionals, we can make the best use of our time to make sure we're doing the right things at the right time and getting the most out of our day. Um, so, yeah, really excited to get into this one, Sam. Yeah, no, really good. It's a really, really good topic. Um, yeah, I think it's pertinent with the the theme that we're in, you know, the speed and the way things are at this time yeah. of the year. It's a really, really good topic. So excited to get stuck in, share some points, and hopefully there'll be some some value uh, to share um, with, with everyone who's listening. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So the first point we want to speak about um, is something that is very close to my heart and I bang on about constantly, and those who work with, work with me will know this, it's time blocking. Sam, for anyone that doesn't know what we mean by the phrase time blocking, yeah. do you just want to give a very brief overview to what we actually mean by it? 100% more. Like it's a really, really good topic. I really love time blocking. It actually goes with the theme because I've got myself a new 2024 data page, which is going <laughs> to assist me with my time blocking. So I'm um, excited right. to speak about that. But just to, for, everyone, for anyone who doesn't know what time blocking is, time blocking is essentially splitting your day into blocks of time. Um, where you are setting aside time for different activities. So if you're a salesperson, it could include things such as prospecting, follow-ups, meetings, um, as well as admin-related tasks. So um, that's what time blocking essentially is in terms of breaking down your day into chunks based on the amount of time, splitting it into yeah, the different things that you're looking to do to achieve within your within your day. Hope that's, that's, that's explained per- quite well. Perfect, perfect. What? Have you found personally, and I can talk about my challenges, yeah. difficulties with time blocking? Because yeah. in theory, it's very simplistic, isn't it? Yeah. But in reality, it's a challenge to do it yeah. and stick to yeah. it. And I think the good thing in time blocking is you've got a plan, right? In your mind, if we break down what that means, essentially you're coming into your day with the, with the, with the best intentions to yeah. be as proactive and as productive um, as possible, right? But the challenges that I found, just to answer your question, Mike, has then been just being able to stick to it and being able to, you know, potentially hold yourself accountable because within any day, within, you know, our profession, um, things tend to crop up, you know, that could get your attention to, you know, to 
to shift really from what you are ideally looking to do within that time of sort of nine till eleven. So I think the yeah. biggest challenge uh, within time blocking is ideally sort of sticking to it um, really as in, in the most basic form is yeah, being able to hold yourself accountable within those allotted time slots to do what you are looking to do within the day. What sort of things stop you from being able to stick to your time blocking? I think as a salesperson, you know, um, things just happen really and like you know just to give you an example it could be you know an email you know that's just come yeah. through um, for something that you know is, 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 qu- is quite important it could be something as you know maybe a candidate on their way to an interview hopefully or a candidate not going <laughs> to the interview yeah. right so it's one of those things it could be a call from a you know a client you know calling in you know to follow up on a um, feedback on an interview or it could be you know a client looking to follow up um, yeah. looking to discuss a potential brand new vacancy so all these things um, happening during your day, you know, ultimately can impact pro- productivity, and also that's within our profession, of course. Yeah, outside yeah. of um, recruitment, you know, it could be yeah. that you're working in an account management role, yeah. um, and one of your key customers says they want yeah. to cancel the contract. So, correct, correct. You know, some there yeah. are tasks that yeah. are urgent that would yeah. take you out of a time block. But I think where I've found this really helpful and really beneficial in terms of you know my own personal experience with it and i would say i've been time blocking religiously now for about what are we on about four years i would yeah. say it was after covid and when we were all working from home yeah. that i really doubled down on it okay because That's working from home has its own challenges doesn't it yeah. own distractions and i'd never worked from home before yeah um we'd five days in the office as most businesses would be had had been COVID happens, the world of work changes. So for me, because I've always been very task orientated anyway, like outside of work, I'll, I'll write lists and, um, you know, the weekend, call me sad or whatever, I don't care, but I'll write what I want to achieve at the weekend, little goals behind it. I've always been that way inclined. So for yeah. me, it made sense. But I found in that period of time, time blocking really helped me to ensure that I was getting everything out of my day that I wanted to get out of it. So, for example, let's say I started at eight o'clock between eight and nine might have been, you know, lead generation, finding adverts, going on careers pages of clients, trying to identify five companies, get five leads to start the day with. Once I've done that, I might move on to cold calling for the next two hours. And within that session, I might say, right, I want to go out 20 cold calls. I want to speak to X amount of decision makers of, um, who work in companies that found these adverts or leads for. Then it may be briefing candidates and so on and so forth. So my day was built around this. And in my mind, the only, there's only two things that could take me away from the time block. And that was um, disaster with a client. Maybe a candidate has resigned and you know they need to be spoken to straight away or someone hasn't turned up for an interview i say a third one you receive an offer for a candidate but otherwise there's very little that could pull me out of that time block and by completing each time block i'm just a little tick on the paper yeah got a bit of a dopamine release achieved something building momentum throughout my day that impacted me from a a mental perspective positively because I felt like I was getting somewhere yeah. and a big thing was I felt like I was proactively 
drive yeah. in my day yeah. forward yeah. rather than being reactive to everything that happens to me. I think as sales professionals, if you're in a super fast paced role and most sales roles are fast paced, mm-hmm. you can get swept away with the job. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you're in a role where it's a mix of account management and new business um, and you're working in a company where there's a lot of moving parts, maybe you work in a service-led business like BMS or, you know, there's plenty of other businesses like that where you might work with operations, you might work with marketing or whatever it is. If all these people come to you for different things, yeah. so easy to get slipped into yeah. um, a trap, if you like, if you want to call it that way. You feel like the day's just happening to you. So for me, that's one of the big benefits that I saw with time blocking. Um, and I, 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 the biggest piece of advice, and we can talk more on this, I guess, is associating targets to the time block. What were yeah. your thoughts yeah. on that? Mike, I absolutely love that. And when I think about myself as a person and any person, you know, working within, you know, an industry like ours within sales is... Um, there is that feeling of wanting to how many how many times you know we could you like look at your day you know you've had a uh, the day's gone you started the day at potentially eight o'clock or and you finished quite late you ask yourself what have I done today you know yeah, yeah, yeah. and without having that in place usually it's like bloody hell what have I done you know um, and um, what have I achieved, what's, have I achieved? Yeah, what's happened yeah. right and the beauty of you know I really like that point that you shared with not just having the time block but also setting little goals within that and giving yeah. yourself that little opportunity to tick that give yourself that little yeah. dopamine right so even if you are having you know potentially a challenging day as well and you know maybe things aren't quite going according to plan have uh, you spoken about you know potential things potentially happening within an interview and all that kind of stuff I can draw back to other industries you know if you work in logistics as an example and you know um, a delivery is late all that kind of stuff but when you're able to tick these things you can look at it and reassess maybe you get to lunchtime reflect yeah. look I've actually been able to get all that done you know I've yeah. been able to do my lead generation I've been able to do my, my prospecting yeah. I've been able to speak to 20 to, to 20 uh, clients or whatever that looks like and being yeah. able to take that off even though the day might have its challenges reflecting and looking and seeing this is what I've done it's the real beauty of having the time block but giving yourself that little tick that little pat on the back to give yourself that that encouragement so yeah I think you've shared some really great points there Mike I think people listening to this as well i'll be thinking about right so i've not time blocked before i kind of yeah. have applied structure to my day yeah. but not to this level yeah how do i time block my week out effectively yeah to ensure i'm hitting my targets essentially what advice would you give to people yeah on that front think when I think about obviously you've gone with the the question on focusing on a week right yeah the first thing is you know with within your role you need to understand what your targets are you know so if we're speaking about what those targets are for a week you know within obviously um a role which could be a sales role could be a certain amount of deals that you need to close within said week if you need to achieve you know 10 deals by Friday and it's Monday how many conversations do I need to have to get to 10 deals you know is that 100 different conversations um so within a day you know so how many calls do I need to get to get those conversations so working backwards to then allot your week into five days and then saying to get to Friday to get to my 10 deals I need to have had 100 different conversations um based on my conversion rate and then allotting and making sure that you've included you know, your prospecting time, your lead generation time to make sure that you've got enough things in the funnel so that you could be able to fi- identify these opportunities. Yeah. You've then 
you know, a, a lot of time within your day, within your day, within the week, to make sure that you're going to reach out to these people. You're then going to allot some, you know, a further time um, to include, you know, emails and admin within that. So I think the key thing is to find out what your targets are, to understand your targets, to understand what you need to do to hit those targets, and That's then okay, work, work backwards, um, and yeah. then creating a plan um, daily um, over the week. So hit that. So reverse engineering your target yeah. into daily chunks so yeah. that you've got your target. Yeah. The target then becomes how many people do we need to speak to? How many proposals yeah. do we need to send out? Yeah. How many calls do we need to make? How many discovery yeah. meetings do we need to book? How many yeah. existing clients do we need to speak yeah. to? Whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. And then working your time, yeah. breaking your time blocking down. Yeah. So what do we need to do each day yeah. to achieve yeah. that? And then within your time blocking, yeah. looking at your day, and this, this is going to take us nicely onto the next piece. Yeah. Looking at your tasks and be able to sort them out into yeah. high, yeah. medium, yeah. low priority. I know you wanted to yeah. talk about um, yeah. the Eisenhower matrix around this. Yeah, thing, yeah, yeah, Mike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so tell us about that. 100%. Are you familiar with the name Eisenhower, Mike? Not specifically, no. I've yeah. come across yeah. it. Um, yeah. I know it's to do yeah. with, yeah, avoiding like the urgency trap piece, etc. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So feel free to illuminate me on that because I'm curious. Mike. No, no, no. You're right. You're right. So just to give you everyone an overview, really. So President Dwight Eisenhower, as 34th President of the United States of America, five-star general during the world, Second World War, um, and he is a guy that came up with, you know the plan in terms of the importance of prioritization of tasks, really. Mm. Um, and that's, yeah, the, the, the proper top line on it. And what does that look like? So essentially, he split his tasks into, within any day, the things that are urgent, you know, and the things that are non-urgent. It's yeah. pretty much as simple as that. There are things that are absolutely critical that need to be done that are urgent. And then there are things that just aren't urgent. Um, and then within that, you know, it is then, broken down into four variables so um things that are urgent need to be done and done right now um mm. things that are um aren't as urgent could be you know could be delegated to the level below and then things that again aren't urgent thing they could be scheduled to be done at a later time and then things that aren't urgent could just yeah. be deleted you know so yeah. it's literally urgent non-urgent and then do now delegate, schedule, or delete. So I guess that the, the, I yeah. think it makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. What goes wrong in my mind, I think what the, where the dichotomy lies is yeah. a sales professional having yeah. a real understanding yeah. of what's urgent and what yeah. isn't. Yeah. Because um, we touched before, didn't we? It's one of the things that we can get pulled away from a time block for could be an email. Yeah. So you get an email from a colleague internally. Yeah. It's not life or death. Yeah. and respond to them later on yeah but the emotive side of our brain yeah. we get that yeah i think i've got to respond to that straight away yeah then it's managing your emotions isn't it yeah be able to take a step back and ask yourself how urgent is this yeah. right now because effectively if you're in a sales role yeah. anything that takes you away from your core function of your job yeah which is building Target. pipeline closing yeah. sales etc costing you money at the end of the day yeah. in terms of bonus yeah. and hitting your targets etc so if you're spending and this will sound really regimented if you are able to characterize your day and look at the fact that right out my day i've spent probably an hour yeah on non-urgent tasks that i probably should have just parked to the end of the week 
or whatever it might be. And you know, each hour you can create 5% of your pipeline for your week, for your calls, let's just say. I know I'm, making, I'm being general, general here. Well, that's an extra 25% of pipeline Yeah. over a week, over a month. It's double your pipeline. Now, I'm yeah. being generalistic, but hopefully yeah. people that are listening can understand um, where I'm going with it. And it does sound regimented, but when you look at it and you think, what am I spending time on? That don't really need to spend time or can wait. Um, Like the the compound impact of it is massive, isn't it? Just like the non-urgent task being put in the urgent task piece. So that's why I do I do really like that, and it makes so much sense to me. But I think it's as as sales professionals and sales leaders as well, helping the team understand what isn't it, what is urgent, what isn't urgent, why isn't it? Because especially with a junior salesperson who's got a year or two experience that's still very green. You're going to want to go at everything. Yeah, everything's yeah. urgent. They want to impress yeah. everyone. They get an email yeah. from another department or whatever, um, or someone asks them to do something. They're on it straight away because they're enthusiastic. Yeah. You know, they, they, want to, they want to be seen to help in, to taking part in everything. But actually, it can be counter Detrimental, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. I think the key thing, Mike, and I really love the way that you sum, uh, sum that up, really, it's just remembering to ask yourself the question, you know, mm-hmm is how urgent is this how important is this and if you are having to think and you're thinking for a long time and you've got your own you've got your answer yeah, there really you know, answer. just remember to ask yourself that question you know and yeah you've spoken about sales leaders um anyone even within a managerial role you know ask yourself that question how important is this thing that's just come up right now do i need is it life or death can i move it to you know a, a couple of mm. hours later on down the line can i include this as part of my later time block which would be admin related you know yeah. or does this need to be done right now by asking yourself that question it really will make the difference in your day and get you feeling a lot more productive for sure yeah and i know that this is something that we discussed earlier this week that i think could be actually quite useful for people yeah. listening as well yeah. um the scenario of when you speak to someone and they say send me an email Oh, what do we do? Yeah. Come away from it. We go, right, brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Spoke to someone. I've yeah. made 20 calls today, 30 yeah. calls, 40 calls, 50 calls. Yeah. Not spoke to anyone. Speak yeah. to the first person. Yeah. Lovely guy, lovely woman. Yeah. Yeah. And he said to me, send me an email. Yeah. So I'm going to do straight away. I'm going to send, send them that email. Yeah. 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 What, yeah. Are, what are the problems with this? Oh, my goodness. And, and the impact yeah. it has on people's workflow and efficiency. Correct. Correct, correct, 100%. I like the word workflow as well. I really like that. And I like the word efficiency, you know, and when we speak about time blocks, there's there's a certain amount of time that's related to doing certain tasks. And we spoke about proposals earlier on. um, And, you know, these are things that generate, you know, they take time. And based on the quality of the outreach that you're looking to to have, ideally you want to make sure that that's as bespoke, as personal, as tailor-made as possible, right? So the example that you've just given, Mike, is such a great example you know as a salesperson i could be a junior salesperson within the team um as, and i'm trying to you know i've got my time block of 20 calls to make within the hour and within i haven't been able to speak to people but i speak to someone and they say send me an email right mm. i would you know and you're right it could sound controversial but what you want to do here as a salesperson is have the bravery to really qualify that objection that you are getting you know, um, you, and what that essentially looks Interesting like. Interesting that you treat it as an objection, which I think is a good thing because yeah. a lot of this is a fob. I mean, send me an email, yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. But yeah, carry on. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I feel like it's an objection. I think yeah. more times than not, if I've not spoken to you before, if you've not built that rapport and I'm speaking to you on the phone for the first time and the thing that you say to me is, yeah, look, I can't speak, send me an email. And the next thing that I do is send an email just by, you know, experience and qualification. There hasn't been anything mm. that's been asked. What are you going to send that email? What's to be included in that email? And how often do we see, you know, salespeople fail to ask that question? You know, and it's such what a. What do you want to see in the email? Yeah. What, yeah. what do you want to see within that email? Right, Mr. Customer, I completely appreciate you're at a bad time. I want to make sure that I'm adding value to you within that email. What would you like to see in that email? Yeah. You know, and the and the beauty of that question, sorry, Mike, is that, you know, it's allowing you the opportunity to really, you know, get that sales, that, that prospect thinking, thinking about, yeah, yeah, what do I want to see in that email? You know, mm. like how often as, you know, if someone's calling you, like I, I get cold call quite a lot as well, Mike, I'm sure, you know, if someone, you, you kind of respect that salesperson a bit, they're like, oh, they've, they've got a bit about them. They, you know, maybe they do want to make a difference, right? So I think, um, you know, asking that, just that question is such a big question to ask, although it's so basic. Yeah, because I, it also shows you if the person that you're yeah. speaking to is actually interested or not, or yeah. whether the problem yeah. you are. Yeah. The, the other question I really like off the yeah. back of this is, great, I'll send you that email. Mm-hmm. When do you think you'll have an opportunity to look at it? Amazing. Like, like, what are you, yeah, what are you looking to achieve with that one? I really like that. It's, it's, it's a, so there's a couple yeah. of things. So we talk a lot about transactional analysis, don't we? Parent, adult, child. So it puts yeah. me on an adult level saying, you know, I respect my time. I respect your time as well. So... If I'm sending this email, yeah. when do you think realistically you're going to have a chance to look at it? Yeah. So if you're the hiring manager or decision maker. You say to me, well, to be honest, Mike, shocker this week. It's probably going to be Friday before I send it. Yeah. Great. Okay. So what I'm going to do then, I'm going to send it first thing on Friday morning so it doesn't get lost in your emails because I appreciate yeah. you getting loads of emails. You get hundreds of emails every day. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I'll send that across. And then when would be a good time after that for me to follow up with you yeah. to understand your thoughts? Right, so I'm there taking back control. Yeah. So I'm in control of the process. I'm hopefully demonstrating to the um, decision maker, hiring manager, sales director, whoever it's down to, that I'm a good salesperson and I'm consultative, I'm qualifying properly, I'm setting the next stage in the process, I'm gaining commitment, closing them, all that good stuff that we want salespeople to do. But I'm not then running straight away after the email to put yeah. me straight away after the call to put an email together yeah. and send it across because I know they're not going to look at it. Yeah. So that means that I'm managing my time more effectively. I'm not coming out yeah. of a time block and I'm in control of my day. We talked earlier, didn't we, about proact- being proactive with your day rather yeah. than reactive, pushing that needle forward, driving the boat forward. Yeah. And these are a couple of really simple tips and hacks yeah. that any salesperson can do. Yeah to get more time back be yeah. more effective yeah and hopefully get more out of the yeah decision makers that yeah. you're selling to because yeah. they're gonna respect you more you know rather than just being like the majority of salespeople out there i'll say great yeah i'll send you the email yeah send the email over yeah. and we wonder why we don't get a response yeah. it's because yeah. we're yeah. you know the sales the yeah. emails aren't personalized yeah. they aren't yeah. telling the person what they they aren't giving yeah. the information yeah. that the person wants to receive but also doesn't very little follow-up qualification follow-up exactly. exactly and the next step of that is that salesperson's oh did you see my email right there's been no 
you know that's the mm. next thing oh, now when did, did you, you send know? it yeah when did you send it you know like oh, do we, often do yeah. we see stuff like that but what i really really love there mike is that you are you've not just really qualified there but you're also you know you're closing at every step of the process yeah. right you are closing and setting an expectation and you are then being able to manage your time and we spoke about you know that time block taking a step back you're then mm -hmm. making the most out of your time but also you aren't taking time out of your potential prospect as well so mm -hmm. you are now aligned with hopefully what they're looking for so if this is a time block within a calling time block the beauty of mm -hmm. this is you're also keeping momentum right you can then move up and make that next call you've already got that yeah. you know that that extra good feeling you know you're not going to lose five ten minutes creating that email you still got your two hours and you're still going to be able to you know make a couple of calls on the back of that you know so yeah. oh, i really love that the closing piece of every single every step of your process um, and i'm pretty sure any prospect um, will, will really appreciate that you know so it's, it's, it's a great point abc always be closing <laughs> 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 I thought you were going to bring up the, the, the Michael Jackson that, song. Yeah, I, was, I, was, I was about but... to turn into Michael Jackson. <laughs> it's great, mate. Um, like so let's finish yeah. off then um, what's been a really good episode so far and hope people yeah. have got a lot of good info and tips and this provoked a lot of thought for people. Um, let's talk about planning for tomorrow at the end of the day. Yeah. because um, we all live busy lives. You know, we've got kids, so we've got things happening outside of work. Um, and again, this is something that I've, I've, I've personally done for a long time that I feel like it definitely helps me maximise my day, yeah. which is, and I, I do this religiously, you know, yeah. before I finish yeah. work tonight, I will write my to-do list and my time locking for the next day. Yeah. So that even if I have a rubbish night's sleep yeah. or... As typical, we're getting the train into Manchester, the late, or you have, you know, a, a bad commute or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, something happens in the, in the morning, like your car breaks down or whatever. You know, life happens, doesn't it? Yeah. You're coming into work and like you're ready to go. You don't have to think yeah. and get straight into it, you know, and then you are the person that comes in, cracks on straight away gets hold of people before they get into meetings, whatever it might be, opposed to the person next to you that isn't doing this and they're spending the first 20, 30 minutes coming in. What have I got to yeah. do today? Yeah. And it's yeah. a ploddy start to the day. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to talk around this and get your thoughts on it and find out a bit about, you know, what you do in terms of your, your planning for tomorrow at the end of the day piece and yeah. like what benefits you've seen from it. Yeah, Mike, it's a really, really good point. I think the key thing with this, and I started doing this probably uh, probably after my first year with BMS on, on the back of a review and things that I wanted to do better moving forward. But um, the, the real beauty in planning your day, and I do this every day, is literally, um, you spoke about life happening. Uh, what I found is, you know, the beauty of planning your day in terms of what you're looking to achieve for the next day is you've spoken about if you've had a, a rubbish night's sleep or the commute not going according to plan mm. you know you turn up into the office you know maybe 20 minutes later mm. uh, we, we speak about you know being um being purposeful and being intentional yeah. with your day yeah, and getting yeah, the yeah. most out of your day yeah. if you don't do that you know um it might sound regimented mike but you're going to be behind you know there's no you're going to be behind ideally in what you are looking to achieve there is a beauty in coming to each day with a plan you know, yeah. coming into each day. It's a winning with mentality. A, it's a winning mentality. Yeah, I don't think it is. Yeah. 100%. And, and this could be, you know, w within 
your role, but how often is it like when you've got, you know, any form of thing that you're looking forward to, the, the real benefit of that is just knowing what you're going to look to do tomorrow, you know. So from my end, I really, really enjoy that. Um, and definitely, you know, after work, the night um, after work, it's literally what what is my what does my morning look like tomorrow you know mm-hmm. what am i going to be doing between you know eight till nine what am i going to be looking to do between nine till ten and the real benefit of that is just giving you that um that, that momentum in your day you know that you're not you're gaining back a 20 30 minute period uh, that you would have either been doing on that day and if things happen and that can take you off course which naturally they they tend to um by being you know, ahead of the game, mm. you're going to be even more productive than you would have anticipated. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I really like what you said about being in, yeah. in, intentional yeah. and purposeful with yeah. it because people will be listening to this and say, well, do that anyway. Yeah. I know what I'm doing tomorrow. I've got yeah. like a, you know, yeah. I've, I've got everything yeah. on the system yeah. or yeah. I brought a bit of a yeah. to-do list, but are we really thinking yeah. about it? Are yeah. we working yeah. the time blocking yeah. out and we yeah. analysing, right, what's going well today? What hasn't? What have I achieved? Which of my time blocks could I stick to? Which of I couldn't? Yeah. Why couldn't I? Okay. Where did they get distracted? Were those distractions because, you know, in a, um, a cold call and time block, I had emails and teams open and, and people were asking me for things yeah. internally and I was responding yeah. to it and do need yeah. to shut, shut that down tomorrow. Right. Yeah. Um, so this all comes into the planning for tomorrow pieces, yeah. assessing what's happened with your day. How far are you from where you want to be? And then what do you need to do then tomorrow to get yeah. there? Correct. Um, you know, I think it's 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 absolutely um absolutely crucial. I really do. I think it's been it's 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 a small thing to think about, but it has a massive effect on the success of your day if you're doing it correctly, if you're really thinking about it and looking at your day, reflecting, yeah. putting a proper plan in place for tomorrow, not just oh, I've got a couple of tasks that I need to do. Yeah. Then it's you know the, the the benefits can be um can be massive i also think something as well just to finish off with um something that i i do and this is good practice for all sales professionals because sales recruitment whatever you do in sales it's a roller coaster isn't it yeah roller coaster of emotion um for you know all the all the reasons that that, that we know rejection um people saying yes, then ghosting you, had a day where you don't speak to anyone, et cetera, et cetera. So our brains are naturally wired to go to the negative. Negative, yeah. That's how we're wired, isn't it? So we've always been wired. So what I really like to do as part of this planning for tomorrow piece is just write down three positives from the day. Oh, I really like that one. It gives you an opportunity just to step back and think, what three three things have happened today that were good? Yeah. Because we get so drawn into Oh, struggling you know you can yeah. try and apply a growth mindset yeah. um and do your very best with that but we're all human yeah. and sometimes yeah. yeah we'll just we'll just feel a bit oh, it's not gone the way that we want yeah. to yeah. um so i found by writing sort of three positives yeah. what's happened at the end of the day yeah. that keeps you in a good headspace yeah. it helps you feel balanced and then you're like right okay i've got the plan for tomorrow recognize what positives have happened today let's go basically I really, really like that, Mike. And um, it's just usually 
you know, I'm I'm similar. It's, it's that last call. If that last call is a negative call, or if that last mm-hmm. email that is, is a negative email, you know, your emotions will probably go towards that negative side. But like writing down those three things, maybe reflecting and looking back on the day that you've had, you know, within our industry, you might have had, you know, um, two excellent second stage interviews you would have had an offer maybe those have happened in the morning but because you've yeah. had a bad call at you know um 10 past five you're thinking oh that's not been a good day so yeah. you know but but you're right by writing down those three points those three things that have gone well you're like okay i've had a bad call to end the day potentially i don't like to end the day on a bad call personally but um mm. it's just that reflection piece like, okay this might have happened now but looking back that's gone well that's gone well yeah that's gone well and just reminding yourself of that because sometimes we do need to see these things written down to really yeah. well, out of your head on yeah. paper it works yeah. and the byproduct yeah. of that is that you you develop your yeah. emotional intelligence from yeah. it because yeah. you're able to take a step back and reflect but yeah. yeah right well that brings us to the end of the episode so love that yeah. thanks sam brilliant thank you yeah really enjoyed that mike really enjoyed that some great great tips and yeah um hopefully people have enjoyed that too Indeed. Right. Well, thank you everyone for listening and we'll look forward to bringing another episode to you next week. Thanks a lot. Cheers. Bye guys.